everyone. Welcome to another episode of BimmerPod. My name is David Barrett, and I'm glad you've joined us for another look into the BMW lifestyle and some exciting stuff to share with you today. We're going to focus on one of the things that's most important to BimmerPod, BMW owners. We're going to talk to several today. We had a chance to visit a number of folks during the recent Lion Air Museum BMW Takes Flight event, which was a terrific opportunity for people from all over the Western United States to bring their BMWs together, to share them with all the folks around. It was a well-attended event. It was a nice thing for the BMW Car Club of America's Los Angeles region to be able to be out in the world and be active again, I think that was just a wonderful thing to see. One of the really exciting things that happens every year is the BMW Car Club of America Dream Car Raffle, and it's about to open up, and this year, they've really outdone themselves. The top prize is going to be a customized M8. It's a one of one. This M8 competition is going to be built by Turn. 14 distribution. Apparently it has a retail value of more than $180,000. That is a pretty big deal. And first prize, which is actually second prize if you look at it the way that I'm looking at it, is an M4 Competition X-Drive. The X-Drive is the fastest of the M4s, excluding the Club Sport Lightweight, and it is a terrific opportunity for anyone to get their hands on. The raffle starts June 22nd. The entry deadline is October the 21st. And uh, by the way, there's a number of other prizes as well, including a BMW 330i. So if you want to support the club, if you want to support BMW and you like the idea of perhaps driving away in a $180,000 M8 competition that has been custom developed, well, this is your chance. It doesn't take a lot. You don't have to buy a thousand tickets. Only one ticket is needed to win. So it's something worth considering. And while we're on the topic of upcoming activities and excitement, OFEST 2022 is coming to Palm Springs, and it's going to be an unbelievable week of activities. September the 27th through October the 1st at the La Quinta Resort and Spa in Palm Springs, this is going to be a remarkable event. Presented by Michelin, this is the perfect place to go if you're a BMW enthusiast. You can drink wine, not while driving. You can hang out with friends. There's pools to swim in, golf courses to play, drives to take. Remember, Thermal is just around the corner, and if you want to take a BMW driving experience or track day school, you will have the opportunity to do it. You can learn more at the BMW Car Club of America website, and naturally being a member helps. This is one of the really big things that's upcoming. And just a few more things to bring to your attention. Legends of the Autobahn. Coming back August the 18th, if you're going to Monterey for Car Week, it's going to be in Pacific Grove. You can find out more at legendsoftheautobahn.org. This is a fantastic event, particularly if you've got a classic BMW and you're looking at getting together with other classics and having a lot of fun. And finally, 
on the 19th and 20th of August at Laguna Seca at the racetrack, the Festorix is coming back and it's going to be tremendous fun to see tremendous, beautiful BMWs on the race circuit. If you haven't been to Laguna Seca, it is one of the most spectacular racetracks in the country. I've driven literally thousands of miles on it and it is an absolute joy. So hopefully one of these events and O-Fest 2022 are of some value to you and you're gonna wanna get involved. All right then, so now it's time for us to do what we were talking about doing at the top of the show. We're going to talk to some BMW owners that have unique and interesting cars that they want to share with us. First off, Steve Cooper. He's got an 1800 Ti. It's one of the most beautiful, original-looking BMWs I've come across in many, many years. And we had a chance to talk to him at the BMW Takes Flight event that was at the Lion Air Museum in Costa Mesa. So Steve, tell me about this remarkable and very interesting BMW. Uh, it's a 1964 uh, BMW 1800. Uh, it uh, originally was delivered to Paris, France, uh, the dealership there. Uh, spent most of its life in France and uh, I think from about the 80s was used as a vintage rally car. Uh, thus explains many, many stickers on it that from all the different rallies. Uh, I acquired the car uh, about three years ago from a friend of mine who brought the car in uh, earlier, probably, it's been in the United States for about six years total. So, and uh, it is fully original, completely stock. Uh, nothing really has been changed other than a few things added, like a uh, trip meter for the rally, there's a map light, and a uh, clock from a MiG-21. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Otherwise, a clock from a MiG-21. Yeah, it's a two-day clock, which is absolutely ridiculously accurate, very simple to work on, and uh, it just runs. It is wound up right now. Actually, it shows the proper time. <laughs> so it, it looks completely original. It has steel wheels, and it's uh, is this original paint all the way It around? is original paint, It's yeah. in the, fantastic condition. The car has never been uh, repainted, and uh, it, has, it shows its wear and tear in places, and uh, there's something some things that are a little beat up and it's kind of I don't want to really bring it back to original style because I don't want to add any more paint to it they're just gonna just gonna stay the way that it is right now as long as I possibly can did you search for this car or just come across it by accident how'd you find it it kind of came up by accident like I said it's, it, it was a friend of mine owned it and uh, it looked really cool and uh, my wife was pregnant at the time and we have uh, another vintage BMW which is a 72 2000 Touring. Unfortunately, that car does not have a back seat or a place to put seat belts, so we needed a, a place for a for a child seat. So this was kind of a became an opportunity. We've been talking. I talked to a friend for a while, and then one day they show up and dropped it off at my garage. Uh, the rest of the finances were decided a little bit later. <laughs> uh, it sat in the garage for a couple uh, for about a year, probably before it. It didn't really run well, and then. Uh, we had to move it a couple times and then finally uh, decided to kind of get it sorted out. Turned out that uh, uh, somebody replaced the float on the carburetor and it was incorrect float and it was just keep hitting the jet. Fixed that problem. The cars from that point on was running like, runs amazing. I mean, we drove here, it's, uh, it's about 760 mile, uh, kilometers so far this week. 
uh, these cars are actually, if you take care of them, much more reliable than people give them credit for. Absolutely. It's uh, to talk to. We had to go into a place, put on the lift to kind of take a look at what's going on. I'm like, anything's broken? He's like, nope. There's a little leak right here, a little leak right there, but there's really nothing to uh, kind of break in it. So it's just it's, it just keeps running and running. Yeah. How did you gain your interest in BMWs? Uh, in uh, college, I acquired a 320i from my girlfriend at the time for what I believe was about $200 in exchange for some computer work. <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, I want to say, it's, it's probably one of the worst BMWs ever built at that time. It was a, it's a 1981 320i automatic. I think the first gear was already busted in that car, and, uh, but uh, that's where it kind of all started. And then uh, that, I had that car for a few years. On, uh, on the way from one of the other, other shows, it broke down. And the next day, I uh, bought a, uh, a Z3 Coupe. I uh, had that car. It was a lease. So I had that car for three years. After a year of ownership, that I bought my first 2002. Uh, that became a race car for 15 years. Sold that about five years ago. Now I have the 1800-2000 Touring, and we have a, a 2002 Plus a couple of newer BMWs. <laughs> so you're not really interested in BMW? No, right? not at all. Not no. At all. Yeah. <laughs> no. So for this 1800, what, um, based on the stickers and what you may know about its history, where's the most interesting place that it was? What's the most interesting event that it participated in, whether it would be a rally or...? I think, well, we've driven it around here quite a bit. So uh, I've had it now, and we we probably put about in three years, probably with about ten thousand miles on the car. So it's kind of I just the fun part is it goes everywhere. It's not. But in terms of the stickers and stuff, uh, it's kind of it's hard to tell. I mean, it's, it looks it looks like it's been everywhere on France, and uh, a lot of it was in uh, Bordeaux region. That's kind of, they do a lot did a lot of rallies. But even here, I mean, we've done we did a Shamrock rally, we've done the Sierras. We've kind of just I think it's I mean the most interesting place. The car hasn't been there to yet, so it was still coming. That's a wonderful answer. So here we are at the Lion Air Museum in Santa Ana, by the, actually just off the runways, the active runways. Is this, are you having fun? Is there people Absolutely. talking to you about the car? Yeah, or? it's kind of, it's a, I think it'll, even here, I think most of the people don't recognize what it is. They kinda, it's, it's always fun to see people come up from the front, to look at all the other fronts of 2002s, and they kind of, it's like something looks different, so they kind of always walk around to the back to see what it actually is. And I think that's kind of, that's the fun part to kind of see from, uh, like, reactions. Like the, well, you, I mean, you're stuffed under the nose of a B25, and uh, next to a 3.0 Club Sport Lightweight, an E9 CSL. So you're not in bad company at all, no. that's for certain. It's, a, it's all classic. Yeah, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun place to be among so, the airplanes and the, all the cars around here, yeah. What's the next thing for you in the world of BMW? The next thing? Well, it's, we're on the two-week road trip, so this is kind of fun. We're in the L.A. Uh, area for... Well, I'm not used to being at the airport for that long. Uh, we're in uh, L.A. side until Tuesday, then we're heading down to San Diego. And then uh, we're doing uh, the rally and uh, uh, the open house for uh, La Jolla. We're going to get to see the CSL again. So, <laughs> so that's for us, and then we're going to head back. Um, otherwise, it's just... Uh, and this is what we do, kind of every day. And then I run the, the forum for the 2002, so 2002 FAQ, for those who don't know. Uh, and uh, 
that's the excitement. So we're gonna take some photos here, post them up there, so people can see where we are. And uh, are there BMW car clubs type events that don't happen or that haven't happened since before the pandemic that you'd like to see? Uh, it's kind of fun. We've, we've done, I think, almost everything that was canceled before and that's now going on. I think one of them, the, the first one came back was the, the Legends of the Audubon. Uh, those different spot cancellations, all the moves, everything that happened the last week. And it was still an absolute blast with everybody around there, kind of seeing people I haven't seen in a long time. Immediately after that, so that was August. Then uh, October was the Barrio 2 Swap and Show. Then after that, November was the SoCal Vintage uh, uh, BMW event. See, nothing like that has happened in the L.A. area. Well, SoCal Vintage is L.A. area. Well, SoCal Vintage, true. Yeah. True, but so few compared to what you're talking yeah. Are you going to go to Monterey in August? Yep, we're going to be in Monterey in August again, yes. You're going to go to O-Fest in Palm Springs? Uh, probably. I don't think we're going to the O-Fest. No, it's a... Uh, can't take that much uh, time off. <laughs> but you'll go to Legends of the Autobahn. We will be at uh, Legends. We'll be at, uh, we'll be at the track pretty much most of the Wednesday through. On I think we're doing the Legends. There's going to be one more show. We're going to bring the car to. They hang out on the track and actually talk to everybody and watch all the cars race around the track. So it should be kind of. Quite I will fun. be there. So maybe we'll run into you again. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank you. And yeah, being at the airport's a little noisy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> used to live next to one, so it's kind of I'm used to it. Don't really notice the airplane noise until you actually talk to somebody. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree with you. Thanks yeah. again. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Steve's car is absolutely fabulous. And if you'd like to see it for yourself... Well, in addition to the many events that he takes it to every year, then you can see it online. Come to our website, BimmerPod.com, and click on the Instagram link, or go directly to Instagram, to BimmerPod, and there are some very nice photographs of it, and you can enjoy it and uh, see it in all its glory. The uh, BMW Takes Flight event at the Lion Air Museum really was a fun, engaging, and... Um, colorful event. There was a lot of interesting things to see from the 1800 to some remarkably marked up and prepared race cars. There was an orange 2002 that was set up for the track that was absolutely fabulous. So when you're walking around and looking at all these cars, you may wonder, well, you know, what brings these people together? And that's kind of where the club lifestyle and the club support really comes into play and I, I would say one of the reasons for this podcast is to encourage people to get involved with their club wherever it may be whatever the club may be the BMW Car Club of America is a national club and there are chapters throughout the country and in California there's a bunch of them uh, San Diego Los Angeles Orange County Central uh, Sacramento the Bay Area I mean it's a very busy state as it relates to BMW activity and I would say one of the things that I was kind of missing at the Lion BMW Takes Flight event was there was not a lot of young people with their cars. There were some, uh, but they were mostly, for example, in M2 competitions, and there was probably a half dozen of those out of perhaps uh, 125, 130 cars. So we need more young people to be involved. We need people to bring their M4s, their M3s, their M8 competitions that they've won through the BMW Car Club raffle. All of those kinds of, we need to see younger people here uh, 
actively engaged, sharing their experiences, getting excited about you know the next 20, 30 years that they can be involved with BMWs. The club lifestyle and stuff isn't going to make a lot of sense if we don't bring in fresh blood. And so one of the things I'm most interested in is getting people involved who are new to the BMW market. Speaking of new, we had a chance to talk to the daughter of the owner of the CSL E9. And as it turns out, not only is she a student in college, but she's an aspiring racing driver, and she has a pretty unique car of her own. So, so Sarah, here we are at the Lion Air Museum for this BMW Car Club event. And you're from San Diego involved in an independent BMW dealership? Yes. With your yeah. family? Or? Yeah, so my dad owns La Jolla Independent BMW Repair and Restoration, and he's had it for over 25 years now, the shop. Yeah. Wow. And his personal car is a 3.0 E9 CSL, which is Correct. absolutely gorgeous. It is, yes. Now, you have your own kind of special car too. I do. I have a 1971-2002 TII Touring. So it's got the little hatchback and it's bright orange so that's how you usually find me at shows. You look for a bright orange bubble. Um, that was my mom's car originally and I kind of took over driving it about five or six years ago now. And that's what I usually take to shows but I thought this time I'd switch it up and bring out the CSL. And how is it driving up, coming up the highway from San Diego? Oh, it was perfect. This was my first time driving it, and it, you know, has power everywhere you need it. It handles beautifully. Um, I would say, you know, I've had the opportunity to drive a lot of different BMWs, a lot of classics, and this drives like nothing else I've driven before. That's quite a statement. Yeah. And the Alpina wheels are gorgeous, and it looks perfectly detailed, and... It's, it looks like it's almost a showroom car. It's just, it is. It's just absolutely yeah. lovely. We keep it in our showroom, actually. There you go. So it's always protected. That's, that's cool. So tell me about the event in San Diego that's coming up that you're putting yeah. together. So we're doing a summer kickoff drive and barbecue open house. So we start at Oceanside Motorsports at 8, 8.30 in the morning. We drive through the mountains in San Diego. We stop in Santa Isabel and pick up some pies from Julian Pie Company. And then we head back to uh, my shop in La Jolla and we will have food and people can look around at all the cars we have, buy parts if they need them, if we have them. Just a big social event. How many people do you expect to come? Um, probably at least 40 at this point. It, it varies, yeah. And some people come for the drive and leave when we get to the shop, or some people just show up at the shop at lunchtime if they don't want to go on the drive, because it does get a little bit warm up in the mountains. But, of course it does. Yeah. And is there a cost? Uh, no, free. Whatever the cost of gas is, I guess. Whatever the cost of gas is. Yeah, but no, you show up. Well, I would like to try and come to it. It sounds like it's yeah. great fun. And do people bring primarily older cars or more classic it, cars? Or do some people bring... I have a bunch of BMWs, yeah. so that's why I'm asking. It varies. Um, I'll be in my touring, so that's pretty old. But um, my, I'm letting one of my friends borrow one of my E30s, so a little bit newer. And then another friend is bringing her M2. So it, it's... It's all over the place. Yeah, it's all over. It, there's no you know, restriction or limit. I'd love to see your car. My first car when I was 16 was a 1968 1600. And my second car was a 73 TII. And I loved that car. I just absolutely love the TII. And so you have that motor. Yeah. 
So it was an unusual motor at the mm -hmm. time. And to have it in a touring makes it even more unusual. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a very unique car. Is it kind of a lifetime car, do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have been, you know, turning people down when they ask to, if I want to sell it for years because I cannot part with that car. Yeah, it makes total sense. So I, I, I see the race quip helmet in the front seat. Whose who's helmet is that? That would be my helmet. And so, so where and when do you drive? Um, I drive occasionally. I'm just now getting into racing. I mean, I've been going to the races my entire life, but I just recently got my competition license, and I usually drive a 1988 BMW M3, so a little E30. Uh, but today, after this event, I am headed over to Auto Club Speedway down in Fontana, and I am working pit crew for our endurance race where we're racing an E46. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you when you say you got your competition, is it an SCCA license, an IMSA license? Um, it's through VARA, the Vintage Auto sure. Racing Association, sure. yeah. and we have, I think, three active race cars right now. We have our E46, we run a 2002, and we also have a Elva Mark 7. If, if someone's interested in getting a VARA license, what do they have to do? What's the process to, um, to become licensed? Usually, I would recommend going to the school that they run in January, and you can rent a race car from them, or if you have your own, if you're lucky enough, you have to run that school and complete it, I think, two or three times, and then you get your novice license, and then from there, you can race in endurance races run through VARA, and once you complete another one or two endurance races, then you have your full competition license. Yeah, so it's easy if you have access to everything. Yeah, and, and how many races does VARA put on every year? Um, I'd say upwards of five or six. It, it varies because we also do um, some through NASA or IMSA or SVRA. SVRA, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, your car, your dad's car, is beautiful. Can't wait to see your car. Yeah. Um, and in San Diego, you've got a pretty active chapter of the BMW Car Club. Yeah, we do. What kind of things does the car club do? Um, there are meets every once in a while I know of. I actually live in Washington right now, so I don't get to be down in San Diego all the time. Um, but yeah, there's some meets, cars and coffee sort of things. Uh, they do some drives too, but yeah. Washington's beautiful. It is. Yeah. You're going to school or what? I am going to school up going there, school. That's but cool. I don't have a BMW up there, so it's sad. Uh, that is sad. Yeah. But you have something to come home to. I do. I have something great to come home to. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. So who wants to be friends with Sarah? How cool can it be to have such a unique BMW, have your dad in the business restoring cars, because that's one of the things that his shop does, and to have this annual open house. If you don't make it to the open house this year, my understanding is it's an annual event. So come next year. And it just goes to show there's always something going on now that we're kind of back in the sunlight with BMW. As we look forward, we're going to talk about a couple of interesting things in our next episode, including what you can do to become a better driver. And I, I think that's a really 
important thing for anyone who owns or drives BMWs. We see a lot of people investing a lot of time, effort, and especially money in making their cars faster and more powerful, but I don't see the same kind of effort being put into becoming a better driver. And I can tell you from personal experience, every time you get on a track, there is something to learn. And a lot of people fix their cars up and they never go on a track. They just kind of race around town and that can be dangerous. And so we're going to talk more about uh, pilot safety, you know, driver safety, and we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to become a better driver, even if you're not going to go on the track. So that's kind of an important thing. And in future episodes, we're going to talk about some of the things that are really important to BMW owners. Uh, some of them a little controversial, so everyone loves to put a louder exhaust on their car, but there are more and more laws coming to work, into effect that kind of restrict the dB level, the decibel level that you can have with an exhaust. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about wheels, you know, spun wheels, forged wheels. Why would you pick one over the other? Why do you need them? So we're going to try and cover a number of those topics that are going to be of interest to almost anyone that owns a BMW. Most importantly, though, we're going to continue our interaction with BMW owners. Conversations with BMW owners is really the core of what we're trying to accomplish here. I hope you've had a good time listening to today's episode. And remember, visit us at uh, BimmerPod.com, not only to check out the podcast, which is available through all podcast distribution, but also to check out our calendar, which is, you know, a really good way to see what's going on, not just for the local club, but across the entire Western U.S. And coming up just a couple of days, our initial BMW owner survey will go live. And so you'll have an opportunity to check that out and add your opinions and tell us what you'd like to say about the BMW ownership. We're going to do a number of these surveys every year. And this is the first one. We're kind of excited about getting it up and running. And we hope you'll participate. So until the next episode, I'm David Barrett, your host. This is BimmerPod, and we're delighted that you were able to join us today. Take it easy.